Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. And I love too that you talked about having the perspective of seeing God do it before. So even in him telling me to leave my, um, like leave my traditional job, right? I was wilding out for a minute and still every now and then I get a little shaky, shaky. Okay. I'm oh, Peter. You know I'm wilding out. I'm, 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 I'm Peter off the boat. Okay. I'm out the boat. I'm walking on the water, but I was thinking a little bit and then he got to snatch me back up and be like, girl, get your life. Um, but in that, 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 even that example, everybody could have stepped out the boat. He didn't say only Peter can get out of the boat. Peter saw the thing. He asked if he could be part of it. God said, come, and that was the command, and he stepped out. And a lot of times we shade him because he started sinking, but Buddy didn't drown. He's the only other person outside of Jesus who walked on water. He got to experience that miracle. And so when I, you know, when I was talking to God about leaving my job and all the things that could go wrong, blah, 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 God's like, didn't I move you across the country and have you sell your house on Craigslist? Did you go hungry? Did the lights get cut off? And I okay. think that's the, I think it comes to a point to where there's a couple things that come to mind. Um, I was listening to something the other day and, and it said, um, God gives blessings through people and people are gifts. Yeah. And I think that we can sometimes forget that we receive so much from God that it is his ability to position us in different places to make things happen. Like for you to sell your job on Craigslist and then somebody buy it is a provision, provisional gift. And so I think when it comes to, especially when it comes to like understanding your emotional space and the provision of God, we have to really recognize that our vulnerability with him is not only 
a cry out for help, but it also provides the place for him to be provisional. Like, mm-hmm. I know this week I've been all a ball of emotions. I cried so much the other day. I was like, I am exhausted from crying because I really was so authentically vulnerable with God. Mm-hmm. But the weight and the release of that emotion was so necessary. And I'm going to tell y'all, Christians don't talk about that. They don't talk about like why I'd be really like boohoo crying to God about this is hard. I don't want to carry this burden. I don't want I don't want to do what you're telling me to do. I don't want to be obedient. But I also have been in so many situations where I've been disobedient. And the amount of time I spent, the amount of like, why did I do this? Having to re-go through the process and relearn that I know what it's like to be disobedient to where I, it's like you, again, frame of reference, you know, you can't go back. It's almost yeah. like you're out of Egypt. You've kind of gone through the wilderness point already of the mm-hmm. whole mindset shift. So where now you're about to walk into the promised land and you're like, if I go back, I'm settling. Mm-hmm. If I choose comfortability, I'm settling. So for anybody that's like saying to yourself, but I'm scared, you're going to be scared regardless. Like I yeah. think, but the scaredness isn't out of, um, like you can't don't have the capability. It's just God stretching you to know yeah. His capabilities are going to show up for God. Like He's His His power is perfect in our weakness. And so, I think even for myself, if I'm talking about mental health, if I'm talking about business, if I'm talking about all the stretching that has happened, that has happened to kill things that I didn't know I didn't. I didn't the level of pride and entitlement I used to have mm-hmm. years ago. If I had that now. I'd be out here scamming folk and not mm-hmm. out of like me wanting to, but just out of the level of pride because, mm-hmm. because God had to kill that to sh- help me to show up in integrity. Yeah. I couldn't do that two years ago. Hey, girl, yeah. I girl. So yeah. I think it's just a point of like, when you do a guy's way, he wants to be able to show you that you can do it, but he's also going to help you to do it the way that it's going to be integral. That's going to, that's going to be, beneficial to the kingdom and it's going to help people. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, you know, as you were talking, the, the Holy Spirit just dropped into my heart. Like think about when, when Lazarus died, right. You can, you can weep and do the work. Oh, Cause baby, she going to cry. Listen. She, oh, she did she cry. Is going to today. She had tears, but I finished it. Listen. <laughs> she okay. had tears. Right. She's going to cry. Yeah, and like, I think it's just, I think, I think it's just the comfortability that it's a part of the process. Yeah, like it's not, it's not, you're not shamed. God isn't angry. Like I think yeah. I've more, I've learned so much about the compassion of God in this season of my life that God's not angry with me anymore. Like, and I say anymore of just like I used to think you're so angry with me if I don't do this. You're so angry yeah. at me if I don't do that. You don't want to be around me if I don't do this and really that's so shameful to say because that's completely against God's compassionate heart and so like one of the fruits of the spirit is gentleness Mm -hmm. so if Holy Spirit is a gentleman and he's gentle why would there be so much of a shame factor for not doing X Y and Z and so I think because of that I've just come to understand for myself that it's a part of the process It, it, it doesn't stop but it's a part of the process, but rather me be healthy than be toxic and be sad. Yeah. I'd rather be sad and healthy 
than versus toxic and sad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because even when Jesus went to go raise Lazarus, right, he he does that. He cries. He gives it to God. God, I know you're going to do this. He invites God in and then he works the miracle. And so we can have emotion. Emotion is not bad, but we have to be stewards over emotion in the same yes. way that we steward over money, time, and, and other resources. We have to steward well over our emotions, that we have to be ruled by the spirit and not by our emotions. So it's not that you can't have these things. It's not that Christians don't have emotions. It's that we are submitted more so to the Holy Spirit than I am my flesh. So I'm a cry but I'm going to do this workout because I know that God told me I'm going to live and I'm not going to die. And that that's the mission. Right. And so I really too with, again, it comes, it goes back to some of that toxic like Christian culture that we don't really talk about enough of girl, if you crying, you ain't got faith. No, I got big faith and I got big tears. <laughs> no, I got, And I, and I yeah. think it's, again, it goes, I think it goes back to the way we were raised. Like I always bring this frame of reference up. That um, like I could go into attachment styles. I could talk about all of that. But I think it's especially when you're talking about like the older generation, too, because mm-hmm. what I say all the time, especially to my mama, because my mama loves some Jesus. But, baby, we are completely two different generations. I grew up when we had phones. You didn't have yeah. phones, girl. There's a different there's a different level of information contact. There's a different mm-hmm. level of all of these things, but I also think that the faith looks so different. I feel like when you are doing things in a way so supernaturally that you don't even realize, like the level of faith in the way that I have to show up now, I couldn't have told myself this a year ago. And so I think it's a struggle I, I could see why Jesus cried before yeah. he went to the cross. Yes. He didn't understand, like he could conceptualize it probably, but in his humanness, yeah. in his own self, he was human to like the level of agony. There was, um, and, I, and I, I, I need to actually Google it while I'm sitting here with you, Charlotte, because Jesus, the Bible talked about he sweated blood. Yes, that's precious. And, <laughs> um, and there's actually a, I'm going to read it out real quick. Um, there's actually a condition, you know, this as a medical provider, it's called hema, hematidrosis. Mm-hmm. And it's basically where, yeah, it's where the blood vessels burst, you sweat blood. And it's basically because of high levels of stress and agony. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, Jesus had so much agony With the fact that I know I'm about to be crucified, but also the probably the level of torment, the level of of overwhelm that had to happen in order for that, you know, sacrifice to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Imagine the emotion. He was begging God, please take this cup for me because I know on Tuesday I was begging God, please just let me be normal. Can I just be normal? I just I will say this. I want to be basic. Please, yes. okay. Why do these burdens feel so heavy? But I, I, I there's grace for that. There's grace yeah. for me to say that. Yeah. But also, with that level of emotion, there is a space for us to say, okay, I let this out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then he switched quickly. Now we don't know how long that we don't know how long that yeah. in, the intermission was for him to say, "Not my will, your will be done." And then after I let my emotion out this week, I was like, "Okay, God, we back." Now I gotta <laughs> take these pieces and mm-hmm. do what you've given me. Because all he said to me was, "Use what's in front of you. Don't mm-hmm. worry about trying to invest in nothing else. Don't worry about trying to do nothing else. Don't worry about trying to look up no YouTube video or trying to figure it out." Use yeah. what's in front of you. What do you have? I know how to plan something out and I know how to do what I've already been told. So yeah. go with that. And then the pieces fall in order then. Yeah, that's really good. I love that you brought up Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane um, because even though he was surrounded by people, um, there was still a level of loneliness in that because the burden was his alone. Even though, like, and he also couldn't just pull up to the cross on a donkey and be like, all right, let's do this, right? There was still a level of resistance. It was a part of the process, the flogging, the um, the ridicule, carrying the cross. All of this was the resistance for the for the fruit. The fruit definitely outweighed um, outweighed the him giving up during the hard parts, right? Like, and we don't often see what's on the other side. But what I've learned is that the degree of resistance is a sign that whatever it is, is about to be off the chain because it's, it's, that's going to be my harvest. There are, there are fundamental foundations that that was a, like a double thing, but there are things that are fundamental that we cannot forget and understand that it applies to everything. It's always seed time and harvest. That's not just money. That's your words. That's your time. That's your effort. That's your consistency. That's you showing up. And then there's going to be a harvest in due season. Mm -hmm. It may not be today or tomorrow, but let me tell you, by my 32nd birthday, I'm going to have an ab. One, at least. You're going to have a couple, baby girl, period. Okay? Like, somebody on... There's something... There's a couple things I want to say, two things, and I'm, I'm remembering seed time harvest and then what I was going to say. In the process of resistance, if we're, if we're going there, you feel singled out. You yes. feel like, I'm the only one out here. Yes. Everybody and their mama and their auntie, their grandma got it, figured out what you got. You telling them what they need to do. You showing them what they need to do. What about me? I'm here and you, and I feel like I'm by myself. If God has really been, this scripture has been on my heart, ringing in my ear all week. The Holy Spirit reminded me this week that eyes have not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men the things that God has planned for him. This is why when you talk to all your friends, can't nobody tell you nothing. This is why when you talk to your auntie, can't nobody tell you nothing. You're seeking to figure out what God has doing and see. And even the things he reveals to us are in part. It's never... It's never to the capacity of what it is. Yeah. I don't know, Charlotte, you don't know, and probably will never know the impact our podcasts have on people. Yes. We will never know. I yeah. probably want people will write me, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure there are people who probably have never wrote me, who yeah. have gone to therapy, maybe gotten their healing mm-hmm. and probably living their best life yeah. from something out of obedience I did three years ago. That's not for me to know because that's part of the seed time harvest because those were seeds I planted long ago. And Mm -hmm. I used to go to God all the time. Why am I talking about this? Why is this even beneficial? Why am I pouring my heart out to people? I don't even know. I'm talking about deep stuff with you about, I'm telling people I used to hate you. Like 
I'm literally letting it all hang out, like for real, like a brick house. Yeah. Let it all hang out, okay? Like it's all out there. I use one of your like analogies. Yes, so, you better. You know, it's common sense. Period. Um, and so I, I I used to like tell them that, but like three years ago, those are things that I was struggling with. That somebody who's in this present day needs to hear. Yep. Even and so it's really not about like. God's not thinking just about me. He's thinking beyond the generation past that. He's thinking about my daughter who's in December, whatever, January 22, is going to listen to this podcast maybe in August of 2022 and hear this and say, that fits my season. Yes. Pivot me to where I need to go. Amen. Here we are just talking. And so I think it becomes the the fruit is always going to be good, yeah. regardless. And that's the seed time harvest. So even though I feel singled out, that's why we always hear it's bigger than us. It's bigger. Abraham leaving to go to another country led him for Christ to be in the lineage. Yeah. If Abraham wasn't obedient, Christ wouldn't have been part of the lineage of Abraham, which would have forfeited the entire process. Yeah. And so God is thinking far beyond than what we're thinking. His thoughts and ways are higher than ours. Period. That's why we can't, that's why I said we can't comprehend it. And so it's okay to have the emotion. It's okay to be irritated in the process. It's okay to say, I don't understand this. Mm -hmm. I don't get this. Um, But also like get the help you need. Is it therapy? Is it getting somebody to help you break it down and make it practical? Like whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. Um, you know, find those solutions so that way you don't have to feel like you're feeling like you're stuck. Yep. Yep. I agree. I love that. And I love that you even um, mentioned us sharing where we are because there we did a podcast together that people, and this was, was that August? Girl, that was, yep. I want to say it was August or September, one of the two. Yep. And it was before you- I went into my whole little shebang and I was all in myself, my eyes and my my, my whole like <laughs> I remember I was just I was good when we was talking. Yes. And then I went to my whole season where I was like, what is happening, Lord? That's yes. But there are people from then from that heard your podcast that are hitting me up like, girl, that blessed me. Girl, that changed the game for me. And it's a it was a very sensitive topic. Um that we were discussing when it comes to the relationship, you know, between mothers and daughters. Girl. And it's not even something that I've been spoken about on this show, but God will do things like that to where generations and families will be restored. And you don't even know, like, okay. I can't wait to get to heaven where God's like, look at, like, we're thinking one plant and God is thinking orchard or orchard or whatever. Yeah. Lots of trees. And also too, I think, what God has revealed to me about part of what I do is language. Because we haven't been taught, we don't know how to describe it. We don't know. We've been taught a lot religion. Don't do. You shouldn't. Don't do that. God's not going to like that. You're not this. You're not that. So all we know is shame. But when yeah. you say out of your mouth, I've experienced trauma because of X, Y, and Z. And this is why it was impacting me and how angry I was. And I didn't know I was angry. And I didn't know why yeah. I was going off on people. I didn't know why I was cussing people out. People will just say, don't cuss people out. But you're like, yeah. 
you have underlying anger yeah. from when you were a kid because you were yes. sexually molested. You know what I'm saying? And you don't know. And you can't talk about because, that either because what happened in our house stay in our house. So now I just can't talk about it and now I just be cussing everybody out. <laughs> and not only that, but you also feel like and what I always, when whenever somebody who has experienced that comes comes and like toss in like your safety, yeah. you don't feel safe. So yeah. imagine being an adult, never feeling safe, yeah. emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Yeah. So this is why you don't feel safe with God because you, yeah. you don't feel like he's going to be provisional because at seven or eight, he wasn't. Yeah. And not out of his fault, but more yeah. so the world is wicked and people yeah. around we're sinning. And so sin is in the world. And so that happens. But because of that, it changes our entire lens of the way we view God. So you add religion on top of that and you got a whole set of negativity. And this is why people leave the faith because they don't recognize and not out of, and not out of their own fault, out of really, truly healing taking place. Yeah. And so this is why I always say, like, you have to process the emotion because yeah. you're really you really feel unsafe. You really feel like I got to fend for myself. I have to figure it out on my own because mom and daddy and auntie didn't do it for me. And so yeah, at yeah. 27, at 28, you don't feel safe in a relationship. You don't trust yeah. people. You don't yeah. feel like somebody's going to show up for you. It's like one thing that happened. And you're like cut off game is super strong. I've oh, got sure. it. I'm good. I'm good. And but then want to have a relationship with God and have a relationship with him, but you feel prideful and you don't really know why you can't conceptualize it because you don't have language. You don't know why the enemy is hitting you. You're like, I'm good. I'm straight God. And it's, and and you know, it's, you know, it's pride, but you don't know where the root of it is coming from. And so I think that's part of why our testimony why why it says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony because the word is the language to describe it once mm-hmm. i once we give power and let go of the power of what we went through enemy doesn't yes. have any power no more like i yeah. talked on my podcast about how my mama blocked me when i was pregnant yeah. that was last year yeah that was last yeah. year and, but you know yeah. what that was a painful experience yeah yeah, that's good. Girl, that's really good. Yeah, girl, okay. Testosterone up just out Everything. here. So, and yeah. I think that that's a, that's, it's a necessary thing in order for people to realize I'm not being singled out. Yeah. I'm not the only one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's also, it builds community, right? That I'm not the only one struggling with fornication. I'm not the only one. Like, this isn't just me. I'm not this black sheep, right? Because in God's family, right, there is no black sheep. He will leave the 99 for the one. Okay, you're the one, girl. Like, he will leave the 99 for the one. And so it's important that we, as best we can, deal with the trauma, deal with, understand that God's parenting style is not the parenting style of your parents. Girl, we don't even, we, we don't even realize Okay. Yeah. Yes, because honestly, it really took, I think it was a comedian. I think Kevin on stage said this, but it really, it spoke to me. He was like, parents are two people who had sex. That's, that's it. They got attitude problems. They have their own traumas. They, like, there's nothing holier than thou about a parent. They are two people. They had intercourse. A seed was planted. 
harvest time came. Now they got this baby. And once we take away some of the, and not to say they're not responsible, but once I could really strip down and see my mom just as a person and not as. Girl, that's hard. Mother. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie. It is hard. Oh, it's ghetto. It's the, and then the resistance because stuff kept, you know, stuff continues to happen. It, it's it's, it's and, not and, easy. And, and I was listening to something earlier that was talking about Girl, this girl posted this other day and I understood people. I, I mean, I've been hearing people talk about reparenting yourself. And I'm like, what does this even, what does this term even mean? Mm-hmm. But she was talking about it in the context of God. And she said that reparenting yourself is allowing God to be your dad when you never experienced what a father is. Yes. And that is reparenting yourself. I'm actually going to see if I can find Well, she said, if you lacked a safe space in your mom growing up, part of reparenting, part of your reparenting process is accepting God's invitation for you to to be that for you. Yes. Accepting God is the invitation to be my daughter. Mm -hmm. Because you never were safe. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes we're unsafe as adults because our parents are old, older people who are... Still, who are still now they hard headed. I'm gonna say it, childish, but here we are. Yeah, and and now, but now they hard headed too. Now I'm going with you to your doctor's appointment, and now you don't listen, child. Listen, listen. <laughs> okay, and they're gonna tell me I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm like, girl, I gotta pay my own bills. I'm good, I, girl. I got a child, a husband. I, like, listen, come on, let's talk about it. Girl, I said, first of all, one of us here is a doctor. put some respect on my name one of us here has more degrees than a thermometer I ma'am don't ask me then (laughs) don't ask (laughs) yeah no I love I love all of that I love that and I feel like you touched on this I want to I want to um, get through all of our questions because, girl, you know, we could talk till tomorrow. Day. Yes. Um, but you have mentioned God giving us these big visions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am the honorary president of Team Do the Most, where we do the most at all times. I'm probably vice president, sis. Yes. Um, and I have sometimes felt that overwhelmed. Um, it'll try to come in and like sneak in when God gives you the multiple visions. So how do you go about um, drilling down and focusing to where you can actually be productive? So that's really challenging. That's a, that, that can be a challenging thing. Um, Hey sis, are you enjoying this week's show? I pray that you are. Make sure that you connect with us and you keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. Make sure that you subscribe to the show, you rate the podcast, and you leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mom and them, all the people. Okay? Okay. Now let's get back to the show. The, I think that you need some essential things, though, in order to really start. Um, one of the things I, I when I did some market research, when I was um, really looking at the girls that were going through show of sis and and what what all previous clients were struggling with, because a lot of them had side hustles. A lot of them had dreams of things they wanted to do with God, but they were like, how do I do this in my current life? That's already overwhelming. 
So a couple of things that I think happen is you have to know that you're going to really have to work on your mindset towards it. Because a lot of times the visions God gives us is like, first of all, bro, who are you talking to? Like, what? I'm not she. She is not about to do that. <laughs> um, but I remember there was a time last year when God told me I was resisting him. And in the Bible, it says, you know, God resists the proud. But also what happens when you resist something, you, you don't, you completely repel it off. So I believe that when we resist a lot of times, we can close off the uh, opportunity to receive help, all of that kind of stuff. So you really have to work about your mindset and really, and that's going to be a continuous thing of accepting God's plan of what you're doing because you don't, again, it's far beyond what you may think. Yeah. To drill down, um, I think sometimes it's, you know, he shows it in pieces. Like he was showing me entrepreneurship when I was in grad school. That was back in 2014 mm-hmm. or 2021. And I just quit my job. But there were some time sensitive things that happened. There was a lot of disobedience in that point that I think prolonged the situation. And so I think what happens is you really have to get into a community of people that I believe are like minded. So you can bounce those ideas back and forth off of to get support. I didn't really mm-hmm. have that because I didn't know what that looked like. Community was a necessary thing. So when you feel like you want to gravitate to a certain person or people, like go towards it. If it's God-led, go towards it. The second thing I think you really need to think about, and that goes with accountability, but also like what works for you. So Charlotte, if it's you're a morning person and you work best in the morning time, focus on getting those things done. If you're a night owl, do those things when you feel like you can work your best. Focus small. Um, what layers of accountability work for you? If you're a calendar person, like do that. But if Mm -hmm. I'm going to be real technical, like find layers of accountability, but also create boundaries. What do you need to say no to now? Do you need to say no to watching, not watching TV every single night when you come home and maybe one day out of the week, you dedicate that time to the work. Yeah. What do you need to say no to? What do you need to stop doing to start doing? What do you need to put into order to make it happen because yeah. it doesn't, I think we get to that place of performance. God and God showed this to me today where he was like, um, you don't have to perform for my love because my love is perfected. and doesn't need your performance. Ooh, come on. He said, like, nobody needs you to, to get up and do the shucking jive. No, no, like it's not his, his love is perfected without my performance, like yes. period. And so um, accountability, I also think that we really have to think about our lifestyle. So I always say I have kid, I have a baby and a husband. I can't do a lot of stuff that single people can do. I can't yeah. fly to another state for a week just because and go yeah. on a whole sabbatical. I have a responsibility. So yeah. with that, and I don't say that single people don't have responsibility, but I have a different level of responsibility when it it's comes different. to having being obligated to a another person Mm -hmm. and so with that lifestyle what does your vision look like within your life if it's how do you move some things around to make it fit within your lifestyle and then really go into the the practical pieces of okay do you need to put this on your calendar Mm -hmm. do you need to make a to-do list take the vision make it big and then piece it down of okay what can i do this month what can i do this week what can i do today and i'll tell you it's really mundane yes 
It's every single day. Like uh, Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about getting 1% better each day. I was listening to that audio book. Yeah. So if you can get 1% better each day, what he says is at the end of the year, you'll have a 30% rise in something. But if you don't get 1% better, you can either go down into a decrease. So when you're looking at potential or vision, look at how you can raise something to make, to be better, but you got to move stuff around. And I Mm -hmm. think, again, sometimes that takes help. Sometimes you got to know, you got to get clarity. Because I think a lot of times people, when you don't know, you don't do. Yeah. So you just don't try. Mm-hmm. And that just comes with getting clarity and on around those things. You know, a phrase, something that you said to me um, in one of our many of Charlotte Get Your Life sessions was that I needed to pick the lowest hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Yep. What does that look like? So I think lowest hanging fruit is what's the one thing that you know you can do right now? So let's just say, uh, I don't want to use weight. I feel like people always use a weight perspective. It'd be the people that don't even go to the gym to say that. Let's say you, perfect example. Let's say you want to purge your house, purge your cabinets, purge all that. What's the lowest hanging fruit? If you're thinking about your whole house, you're going to be so overwhelmed. Yeah. Let's think about your closet. Let's think, then think about your bathroom. Then let's go to your kitchen. Then let's go to one. What's in front of you that you can do right now? If it's your closet and that's going to take you a week to do, focus on your shoes one day. Yeah. Focus on your clothes the next day. Mm-hmm. Focus on, you know, breaking it down smaller. If it's a business, do you need to go on YouTube and figure out how to start a YouTube channel? Let's say you want to start a YouTube channel. Yeah. What videos do you, what, what video content do you want to make? Do you need your phone? Do you maybe need a tripod? Yeah. We go into, I need 15,000 subscribers. Do you even make videos consistently? Mm. Do you even know what you want to talk about? You don't, do you know what how you can, if you use your iPhone, what app do you need to use to edit? Yeah. Like start with what's in front of you versus going to the hill of the huge vision. Yeah. Like I always thought, I didn't know my podcast was going to grow to this. Now I have visions of it being a certain way. Yeah. But like, am I posting every week? Yeah. Am I listening to what my audience wants to hear? And so starting mm-hmm. really, really, really small and pick the lowest thing. What's the thing I can do and pull on right now? What's the last thing God told me to do that I ain't did? Facts. That that can usually is what I mean by lowest hanging fruit. What's the last yeah. thing God said do that I didn't do? Yep. Yep. I love that. And that too, even when people come to me and they're like, I can't, like, I have I can't hear from God. And I was like, Well, let's think about a parent, okay? If your mom told you to do something and you still ain't did it. I don't know about anybody else, but you're like, I ain't about to tell you again. So you're going to God looking for the next thing and you ain't did the last thing. He just probably sitting there looking at you like, sis, no, (laughs) ma'am, that's not happening. And so I absolutely love that. And even as you're talking, I'm getting revelation about like, God is like downloading to me, like, you got to move these pieces around. Let's start here and then build to the, the next thing. Understand like someone who like, like me, like I'm a visionary. So God gives me multiple visions and multiple things. Multiple. And it multiple. does not all have to, if it don't all happen in 2022, who cares? Right. And so even as you're talking, I'm identifying like, you know what the problem is, Charlotte? I'm trying to make everything happen next year. Yeah. Listen. And who said that that had to happen next year? But that comes from our 
overachieving nature that we were yeah. taught how to do yeah. as kids. We and but here's the thing, it's worked in the past. Mm-hmm. But how do we then use that part of us and use it for the practical things? Like, yeah. okay, I know how to make a plan and make it happen. Yeah, I can use that attribute for it that. has a place. Yeah, it has, it has a, place. a place. But also, what I've learned is that my life part of me leaving my job was for my life to look different, right? For me not to be conf- like, there's freedom in Christ. So that means that I could do this this day and do something else the next day. Listen. And so, yeah. So even as I'm sitting here talking to you, God just was like, no, do this, this, and then do that, that. <laughs> like do it, do it like this and you won't be overwhelmed. The problem is you're trying to do five things at once. And, that's and it takes time. It, it takes mm-hmm. time. Like I worked on planning for the year next year, and that was never like never go. I'm I'm the person that be like I'm not gonna plan for the month. Why? Because yes. I just that's too big. Mm-hmm. But it was a stretch for me. Okay, I'm gonna plan for the year. How do I want my year to look? Yeah, girl, I literally went in that calendar. Was like, you know, God, there's one day out of the month where I don't want to work. I just want to spend the day with you. Amen. And I put that joint in my calendar. Yeah. There's days that I want to just take Elijah out of daycare and spend the day with him and have a mommy and Sunday. And I can do that because I'm planning ahead and I'm seeing it and and creating a vision for it. Yep. Yep. That's amazing. So my next question, because we talked about us being type A's um, and being like perfectionists. And I read, I don't know why I read this, but I want to say it was Melissa Fredericks um, who said that Perfectionism is just procrastination glorified. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. what would you say to the to the procrastinating perfectionist about showing up? Uh, you don't need more information. One, First you don't all, need get, any- out get out of my business. <laughs> you don't need any more information. Um, you just need to try. Uh, mm-hmm. The second thing I would say is trust yourself. Um, you have every like. Everything you need, you already have. And if you don't have it, I guarantee you either God's going to send a resource or you're going to do it and it's trial and error. Yeah. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? Sis, it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you when you check his resume he is undefeated click the link in the show notes to get your copy today now let's get back to the show i say that to say because it's a slow progression i feel like god doesn't put us out of the boat until perfect example for going back to peter Jesus said, come because Peter acts. Peter acts out of the desire. The desire was in his heart to do, to get out of the boat. It wasn't everybody else's desire. Yeah. So yeah. Jesus honored the desire by saying, come. 
God is not going to put us, I feel like, in a lot of places until the desire is really there for us to start making the steps. And so with that being said, you can have the whole desire in your mind and think, okay, how am I going to walk? Okay, which foot do I put out first? Which one am I going to go with first? Like, do I do this? Do I step out of the boat on this side, the other side? (laughs) How much time is wasted instead of honoring the quick obedience? Yeah. And And I also say, so trust yourself. You don't need any more information. And also perfectionism is a mirage because what you think may, you may overthink how much time it's going to take you to actually get something done. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't take you any time. You over, we overexert unnecessarily. And really it's just a matter of a practical plan and follow through. Yeah. And follow through is sometimes it's like the thing that I also realized about perfectionists, because I know like there's, there's, there's definitely some of that for me is the starting, starting takes longer for us. Nice. And so, and then when we start, we're like, girl, that didn't take that long. Mm-hmm. I always say, okay, I time myself. I'll say, okay, I'm going to literally start in this next minute. Or if I just start like working towards it it's really not that hard because that's the resistance and that's why I always talk to clients about you got to take the decision part out of it because Mm -hmm. when you have to make a bunch of decisions you're just you're going to get decision fatigue and you're it's more willpower for you to like actually decide to start like for you having a trainer you know you got to show up you know you have to be there versus in Charlotte's own eyes her telling herself, oh, I'm going to go. Oh, I'm it's like, it takes more willpower for you to do that versus I know that the training is on this day at this time and I got to be there. Yeah. It takes no, you don't have to make a decision about it because it's already decided. It's um, so I think those are to be the top three things I would say. That's good. Cause God definitely told me, he said, well, if you're perfect, then what you need me for? And I said, okay, let me get my life together and collect my edges but that also lets me know that you snatch people so 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 i can see why he come for you like that yeah i do snatch it <laughs> so um even for those who are perfectionists um do you have any additional strategies uh for someone who may be like lacking the confidence to execute yeah so you really have to get to the the root of why so what's the thought what's the, what i always like to say is what's the story you're telling yourself Mm. What is the story you're telling yourself? Is it, I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified. I've never done this before. I'm inadequate. Um, Like, I just think that we can't say that no more. Like, we, I'm inadequate. Like, girl, Google anything you, like, just Google it. Girl, you could Google how to buff your nail. Our mamas did not know what they look like. I can literally Google my... Elijah's nap schedule. I don't have to think about when yeah. he's tired. I can Google when he's hungry and figure out how he's hungry as an infant. Yeah. So I think um, there's just no excuse for that. But I think also that goes into the thing of not having enough information. The second thing I would say is um, with why you got to you you got to get down to the thought of it. So if it's self sabotage, um, do you feel like if you start you're going to fail? Do you feel like God won't show up for you? And then those go into deeper layers of, do you trust God? Mm -hmm. Well, why don't you trust God? Because in times past, you've had to fend for yourself completely 
So you had to be perfect. You had to do it. Or you would get in trouble if you weren't perfect. And do you, feel like, do you feel like God would shun you out if you don't get this right? And if that is the case, that's not even God's nature. He doesn't shun us for not getting it right. He's graceful. He's compassionate. And so yeah. I think, again, that goes back to having an accountability circle. That goes back to um, with the starting factor. Tell, 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 I tell my friends, okay, hold me accountable. Like yeah, I told you, like okay, I need help. This is yeah. this is really where I'm at. Um, but it you have to also realize what works for you. For me, when I get in a rut and I'm like, I'm not doing this. I have to do two things. One fast. That's just become the yeah. thing. But yeah. the second thing is go back to where did the trigger start? What yeah. was what was the thing that made me start to believe God wasn't gonna show up? Yeah. And why did I feel like I needed to have all these things to piece it together? But sometimes you just got to go through the motions and figure it out in time, too. Yeah, I love that. So now that you've came, you've snatched all the things for listeners who may want to um, work with you in your program show up, sis, can you just talk a little bit more about um, what that looks like, et cetera, et cetera? Yes, yes, yes. So um, I'm going to send Charlotte everything so y'all can look in the show notes. Um, But if you are interested in working with me, I have two capacities you can work with me. Um, I have an eight-week group coaching program called Show Up Sis, where I basically walk you through everything related to what I talk about. I help women who are ambitious, who are in their healing process. So I really like to tell people, I coach, I don't do the therapy piece. So a lot of the women that I have found to have success in my program have started that process for themselves. And you can start it at the top of the time, but I find because there's such a heavy level of emotion, if you aren't constantly processing through it or or wanting to desire to work through it, it's, it's a little bit more challenging. So you're in the process of healing. You're working through that piece. But also you really want to start to show up for yourself because yeah. you see that I have a couple of tools, but I don't really know practically how to piece all these things together. So I, t- I sh- walk you through what it looks like what you, when you're self-sabotaging, procrastinating, and we create a plan for your life, essentially. Like, what do you do on a daily basis? What do your routines look like? How can you really begin to, like, when you have uh, just an off week and you want to throw the whole month away, how can you really, really reel that back in to say, okay, let's go down to the basics of what works for you? Because again, this is really what I teach is clarity. Like I yeah. want to be clear yeah. on what is necessary for you because when situations happen, sometimes that goes out the window. Yeah. When, when things happen in general, you just, they just go out the window. And so I teach women this through an eight-week program. I teach you about self-care, rest. I talk heavily about what's for your lifestyle. You have a level of accountability because you're in a group of women. And so I do that. But then I also offer one-on-one. I don't do that often. Uh, that's very limited. Show up since is also limited. I'm only launching that three times this year. Like yeah. it's not going to be something that's going to be offered often. Um, but that the group program and then one-on-one with me, I do one-on-ones with people and we are able and I'm able to support you individually and work with you one-on-one about everything. So those are the two capacities that I do for show up sis. Yes. Okay. And for people who want to follow you, because y'all, her reels lit. <laughs> they be lit. 
That's so funny. Um, so if they, like, they want to follow you, just connect with you on the socials, um, listen to your podcast, or can they find you? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at Rosalind Renee. Um, you can also follow me on YouTube at Rosalind Renee um, or Therapy as a Christian, either one, because uh, they're under the same name. And um, yeah, that's primarily where I'm at. I'm usually on Instagram. That's where I hang out. Um, and then you can listen to the Therapy as a Christian podcast on everywhere, streaming, um, Apple iTunes, Spotify, all them. What day did it come out? Oh, it comes out on Sunday. Every yes, week. okay, Sunday. Sunday every week. Rosalind, I love you. Thank you so much, friend. This was so this, this was, was great. It was. It's always when we link up. I know, right? So, yes, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of God Goals and Girl Talk. As always, continue to love God, love yourselves, and love people. Okay, and I will talk to y'all next week. Bye. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24/7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.